Hello and welcome to the UK Consult, our occasional ramble through all things related to public consultation and citizen engagement in the UK, where we have special guests and lovely examples of engagement and consultation and customer experience and citizen experience from around the world. Today, we've gone back to one of our more traditional formats. So we've gone back to the topic of the week where we're going to talk about customer success today. We've got breaking news and we're also going to do some shout outs about some lovely stuff that we've seen going out on out there in the world. And we've also got our stat of the week, our homage to Sato, for those of you that can remember um, back to those days. But before then, we've also got a special guest and today's special guest is our very own Karen Steele. So Karen, in the age old customary introduction, what's your name and where'd you come from? Well, Scylla or Jonathan, <laughs> I'm glad that I am not the only one who gets that reference. Thank you for having me. My name's Karen Steele. I'm customer success manager for the UK with Granicus. I've been with the company for three years and I look after a small team of customer success consultants. Um, prior to joining Granicus, I worked as digital manager at Stoke-on-Trent City Council for eight and a half years. So I was actually a Granicus customer and headed up their Gov delivery platform, website and social media channels. And I currently live near Stoke-on-Trent. Fantastic. Well, welcome. I think one of the things we'd love to find out a bit more about is what is customer success? Sure. Uh, age old question. Well, maybe not that old. Uh, customer success is something that was created by the SaaS or software as a service industry in the last decade or so, I would say. Um, and it, it can cause some confusion both to colleagues and customers alike. Um, I guess the first thing to say is it's distinct from customer support. So it's not we're not going in and fixing things. I like to think uh, of customer success as being storytellers. We are helping our customers to see a return on the investment that they've made in our products. We want them to be able to tell their senior leadership and their residents what they've done and how it's benefited them. Um, and obviously we want them to feel that they're getting the most out of the platforms they bought from us. So having been a council officer, I know really firsthand, it's really difficult sometimes in the public sector to find the space to look back on your achievements. And what my team tries to do is work with our customers to situate our products that they've taken out with us, be that Gov service, Gov delivery, engagement HQ, within the bigger picture of what their organisation is trying to achieve strategically. So that's usually things like social care, about economic development. And when you are working at the council, you're usually completing one project and you've got the next 10 lined up. So having space to look back and evaluate what's worked, what didn't, how could things be improved? Could I learn from someone else? Because in the public sector, a lot of people are doing the same thing, just in different geographies. Um, so that's that's the main part of customer success. And then the other element I kind of think of us as, as a bit like a concierge. So the aim is to help you get the right information from another department in Granicus, another team, uh, another customer. So we may not have the answer. Like I say, we can't go in and fix a product or um, 
make a change in your system, but we can certainly make sure that you know how to get resources, training, uh, connect you to another customer who's done the same thing. We have a really kind of helicopter view of everything that's going on in the UK uh, from a geographic and verticals perspective in terms of local government, central government, health services. Uh, I guess finally, what we're not is we're not sales. And that's something I think sometimes it can be anxiety provoking for a customer to say, get an email from us saying we'd love to meet and talk to you about your strategic objectives. We're not coming in there trying to sell you something. It's a safe space. We want to talk about what you've achieved and then help you reflect it back within your organisation. So I think that's a kind of very high level view of what customer success is, certainly at Granicus. Yeah, I, I love that. So it's like that reflecting back about what people have achieved um, and what success might look like for them. You must come across so many different stories. I mean, tell us a little bit about what success looks like for councils yeah. and the public sector in the UK. Sure. So I personally work with about 150 of our clients. I cover Scotland, Ireland and Cumbria, the West Midlands and our central government clients. And do you know what? Sometimes success is just getting the job done because we all know how many cuts local government particularly has faced um, and how difficult it can be to do things that are innovative. Sometimes it's just making sure that someone knows that this is when the garden waste bins have gone out. This is when you need to renew your subscription. These are some services that are available to you that you maybe didn't know that we as a council provide um, that can really have a tangible effect on people's lives. So I think that's a very base level what success can be. On another level, I speak to a lot of customers who are super ambitious, council staff, local government and central government. These really do believe in the work that they're doing. They want to help the citizens that they serve and they have a lot of really good ideas a lot of the time, but sometimes they need a little bit of guidance as to what's the best framework to do that in. So seeing things uh, like East Ayrshire Council is a, a client I met with recently and they were promoting the credit union. So within their local area, they have a credit union to help people to become more confident with their money, to be able to save small amounts. Maybe people aren't in a position where they either can open a bank account or feel comfortable opening a bank account. East Airshare is both a Gov service and a Gov delivery customer with Granicus. Um, but in this particular instance, they had sent out a bulletin to residents who'd signed up, letting them know about some of the tools and schemes that were available to them to support with the cost of living crisis. And within one hour of sending out this bulletin where they'd done a spotlight on the local credit union, the credit union got in touch and let them know they'd had 16 new people sign up. So that's a really tangible benefit where 16 people's lives and financial situations have potentially been bettered by an email that went out. And it's really makes your heart kind of full when you talk to clients and they're able to discuss those kind of success stories. 
Yeah, that's that's lovely, isn't it? Those real tangible human stories of success that they're amazing. That's really, really lovely to hear. And as we carry on through these podcasts, we'll hopefully hear from some more. And um, Karen, you're going to join us and, and we'll keep sharing those successes as well. So that's that's going to be really lovely. Um, one of the things we do like to do on the show, so to speak, is, um, is talk about breaking news where we sort of talk about recent launches and things like that. And uh, one of the things that's happened recently um, that I spotted, um, it was actually in February, but we haven't done a podcast since then, um, was Harrow Council have launched their engagement HQ site. So they now have a platform for engaging their residents and other stakeholders in what they're up to. And I really like their introduction. It's called My Harrow Talk is their site. And they say that it's their consultation and engagement hub. And it's a space for residents and local business to have their say and take the opportunity to feedback, share ideas. And this is the bit that I particularly like as well um, and influence the services we provide. So I love the fact that they've opened it out to, to actually, you know, that recognition that, you know, by involving people and engaging people, it can actually have an influence on their services. And then there's a nice little bit about putting residents first by listening to people keeping them up to date and making sure they know how feedback has helped inform decisions, which is quite often the, the biggest payback that people get from participating in a consultation. So special breaking news for Harrow Council. And just looking at some of the um, projects that they've got on there, they've currently got a featured product pro project, sorry, on um, Harrow Public Spaces Protection Order. Um, doesn't sound too glamorous, but I know it's something that gets a lot of attention. They've got some uh, consultations on conservation areas, tall buildings, which I know probably does get really controversial, actually. Parking issues. You can always get lots of responses to parking consultations. So they're really getting stuck into their site. There's lots on there already. They've actually got a whole hub for planning. So for anyone thinking about um, their own site or thinking about starting their own sort of digital engagement journey in terms of online consultation, Harrow is probably a good one to look at. I, yeah. I totally agree. I'd like to ask you a question, um, particularly off the back of what you've just talked about with Harrow. Obviously, you've got a long history of working in the consultation space. And um, what do you feel success would be for a consultation? Because I think that can be very different depending on whether you are a consultee or a consultor. Um, so I'd be interested to hear what your perception of success is in that area. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. From the consultor's perspective, I think there's always been a danger for going for quantity over quality mm -hmm. and falling into the trap that consultation can be seen to be a vote. So I think success can be about the quality of those responses um, mm -hmm. and, and taking the time to um, use them to generate insight that you can then show has informed your decision. Even if it doesn't go with the popular opinion, that ability to demonstrate that you've listened and you've heard and you've modified your proposals, that makes everyone feel that it's worthwhile. And I think that's the definition of success for consultation is that it's been meaningful and there was a purpose to it and it wasn't a tick box exercise. I think that's how everybody benefits Great. and then opposite is the case when it is just done for the sake of it and everyone feels disappointed in the process 
which unfortunately can happen a bit too often. I love that answer. I think it chimes a lot with how I feel. Having worked on a lot of consultations as a council officer, it can be really challenging to work with a team that feels that they're under pressure to do a consultation because legally they have to do a consultation. And having been the person responding to social media feedback from people who've participated in a consultation that hasn't gone the way they hoped it would go, um, I think that balance of being really transparent about the reason why you're doing the consultation and being able to maybe step back as an organisation and either say, I'm sorry, but it's not going to go the way that the majority of people want, but this is why. And being really clear with people about the rationale behind it, but also having the insight and I guess humility to be able to step back as as a consultor and say, this, the feedback we've given has made us think about some things. And maybe we made some assumptions about our audience that the responses haven't borne out. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really interesting dynamic between both sides in trying to be really open to one another's perspectives. And the only way that you can do that is through communication, which is in a way I love this job. Yeah, that's so good. And that's great. And that shows great leadership as well doesn't it that humility mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then that builds trust as well so yeah that's lovely um the next thing we like to talk about we like to give a bit of space for a shout out to our customers a recent success story somebody doing really well somebody starting in a new journey so it's a bit of a woohoo moment i don't know if you've got anything in particular you want to shout out about i have a customer north warwickshire who is a GovService customer, and I just love speaking to them. Um, Lady's name is Helen, and every time I speak to her, she is so positive about what they, as an organisation, plan to achieve. They're also starting on a new journey with us in that they are going into the email marketing space with GovDelivery. But every time I speak to her, she says, we're going to achieve this in the next 12 months. And then when I speak to her, she's done it. And some of their really big successes in the last 12 months have been working with taxis and licensing, which I know from experience can be a really difficult area to move into a digital space because the demographic can be really challenging to engage with in certain parts of the country. And sometimes the licensing teams don't feel that going online is the way forward. They would prefer a PDF form. Um, And when I spoke to Helen, she's had such a success in moving their licensed driver forms online. And the licensing team is super happy about it. It has really revolutionised their service. They worked really closely with a local cab company, got them to test all of their processes before they went live with it. And uh, I just really wanted to shout them out for getting their end users involved. I think that's really important and I just think they're great. Wow, that's fantastic. Well done. Brilliant shout out. Um, And looking at the time, I said we'd run over. We try and keep these um, 
around 20 minutes so that people can listen to them in an extended coffee break. But we do have one last feature, which is our stat of the week. It's a homage to Stato. Some people might have to Google that one. Um, but Karen, have you got a stat of the week? Sure. My stat of the week comes from our recent benchmarking report from 2022 that our fabulous marketing team completed recently. And that is around 58% of subscriptions to Gov Delivery or email marketing coming from websites. I know with so many of us being really focused on mobile pickups, um, I think it's really interesting to see that people are still going to websites and I really encourage people to think about how they're promoting that journey. How about you? Do you have a statistic that you'd like to share? I do. And it's, I found it in Impact magazine, which is the magazine for the Market Research Society. And there was an, a report about um, how the importance of organisations being more human centred and basically putting us, you and me, um, and the rest of the humans out there at the heart of their organisation. And there was a little snippet in there that really stuck in my head. Just find it. Here it is. And it's it was a report from the University of Oxford and Ernst and Young on the future of transformation. And it was said the future of transformation is human. But the statistic was that it was organisations that put humans at the centre of their transformation journey are 2.6 times more likely to be successful than those that do not. So a 73 chance of success versus only 28%. And it just was a really nice sort of, um, I don't know, a bit of a uh, bit of motivation in terms of the work that we do in Granicus and within the Granicus experience group in terms of, you know, working with our customers on our technology to make sure services are designed around, um, you know, people and their emotions and their motivations. So that I really like that stat. And uh, yeah, I was pleased to find it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's a good one. So thank you, Karen, for joining us today. And it's going to be great to having you on future podcasts where we can share more successes and more stats and what have you. So it's been lovely that you've joined us for the first time today. Okay. And um, brilliant. And um, we'll be back in a month's time, I think. And all we have to say for now is goodbye and uh, until next time. Thank you. Goodbye.